Gracie, thank you so much for coming on Conversations with Aman, my name. And so it's it's quite bizarre that I that that you're here, and I'll tell you why. It's not nothing related to you, but I'd seen your episode with uh, um, <laughs> with Osama and uh, Pranav on the Mango Bee podcast, and I was just like, I just send a message, like I was just sending mass messages to people, like you know, would you be interested? And I'm like. Mm-hmm. Send it, <laughs> Gracie. And then when you replied, I'm like, shit, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> gotta shoot your shot. You that, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Gotta shoot also, your I shot. Also, I literally have, like, nothing else to do. Like, this is my life, so. <laughs> so, might as well, might as well, you know. So, uh, self-deprecating humor, the best, isn't it? So, <laughs> and I think what I found really interesting, especially with your story, and especially when I listened to it, like, you're, you're one of the few episodes where I've listened to the entire recording like entire 45 mm. to 47 minutes and i've only done that maybe twice one was with maybe hassan but that was like 20 minutes i'm mm-hmm. talking about the mango baby one and the second one was with zarna auntie or zarna Gurk, if you watch that episode mm-hmm. after that it was your episode which was really really interesting and i really want to try to like kind of understand especially when it comes to you finding out that you were indian but you know inherently on on face value you don't have anything that is particularly indian about you so how did mm-hmm. you kind of find that journey out could you like maybe like explain about it yeah i think um i think it was like confusing from the beginning because my mom like self-identifies as british which is a very common thing with indian people right it's a very like she's 100 percent indian she's born in chennai but um as soon as she moved to england there was this like rejection of indian culture right like her parents raised her to like reject Indian culture and assimilate right as much as possible to British culture so I think that's how it started so I had no Indian culture like passed off to me and then um in high school I kind of was part of like the this like Daisy dancing club or whatever so I was like all right I guess I'm Indian enough to do this and then um it really wasn't until like the last few years of being around like Daisy and Brown comedians. And, you know, I had a, uh, one of my previous boyfriends was biracial and like a diversity coach and really people being like, let's start with the facts. You are technically half Indian. Like you, like, like you, you have to at least accept that on like a biological level. So that was like a good starting point fascinating to see because i mean on inherently with the way you talk and i'm just going by the way you talk and by your looks aside no one's gonna actually consider you indian and i remember yeah. osama had this really funny bit was you sound more indian than you look so i think, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the best thing about him he and, tried to teach me how to do yes. like yeah he tried to teach me how to do the hand he's thing. doing it all wrong funny. i i love yeah. the fact that like, i love the fact that a bangladeshi is trying to teach someone who's not indian indian culture yeah. And I think that encap- and I think that encapsulates um, um, New York in general and how how diverse it is. Mm-hmm. So the reason, another thing that I really liked, especially about you, was your stand-up material. And it's very dark, of course, but it's also very self-reflective. And I found that really mm-hmm. interesting, especially with how much I like. I was just doing like a research. I was just researching like stand-up comics in New York, and first yeah. few people I found out was Pranav and. Osama, mm-hmm. but like as general, like the mark, it, it's a bit like everyone knows the top comics, but no one knows like the layers below it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's well, there's so me. much now yeah. too. There's like 
there's so many platforms for people. There's so much talent. So it's like people squeeze out onto like TikTok or YouTube or like podcasts and everyone kind of, so there's so much to keep up with now versus like 10 years ago where it was like Louis CK, Kevin Hart. And leave the, 10 you know, years like back, five, leave 10 years back, five years back almost. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Like, and I feel that's really good for comedy as well because now you're yeah. getting really, you know, people think, oh, this is my generation because I'm, I'm, I'm more 19. But my generation, oh, the social media, it's all kids and it's all this. But no, it's also about these content, content creators have it not easier, but also have a different way of kind of putting out their content and they don't have to be maybe just restricted to the top executives and all so now they have the leverage exactly. i think i think people who talk smack on like tiktok and social media are just jealous because i think it's like i don't fully understand it and i'm not like by any means like established or blowing up or anything but i think it is an amazing tool and i think the people who have figured it out are like geniuses like I like because it, it's such a like companies pay hundreds and thousands of dollars for people to engineer what these like 15 year olds are coming up with completely organically. It's like a social experiment. It's so cool. It truly is. It truly is. And you're, you're the first person I'm getting from the West. And usually mm. mine have been mostly Indian or Dubai. So another story about me, I used to live in Dubai and I lived 17 mm-hmm. years of my life in Dubai before I shifted back mm-hmm. to India. So I can kind of understand the identity crisis where my passport, yeah. said, I'm, my passport said I'm Indian. My parents mm-hmm. were completely Indian before they came to Dubai. They lived in Dubai for 24 years. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, my I was born there. So I inculcated the culture in Dubai. It's this weird culture where it's like all these different subcontinents mix, but you also, yeah. have, that, you also have that random European community and we were, and all, we were just like, oh, white people? <laughs> and, I, and I think that's... Okay, that's really, what I say every day when I leave my apartment now. <laughs> and, and I think that's why, and me being born, brought up in an Indian, I was in DPS, so DPS like this really famous Indian school, which started in Delhi. And I think mm-hmm. talking about that in general, I didn't get really a lot of exposure with people besides the Indian curriculum, besides the subcontinent. And now the fact mm-hmm. that I got it, a scholarship into uh, Ryerson, they'll flex it. And <laughs> going to Canada, it, it, I'm already kind of not, not preparing myself, but just understand its difference. Because I have an elder brother as well, who's in the States. He's actually in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went to Virginia Tech and he was like, it was literally plucking him from Dubai, which is some, it was quite cosmopolitan and sending him to mm-hmm. Blacksburg, Virginia, which is 80%, 85% predominantly white. So mm. it was like his journey, and because I've tracked his journey for the entire duration, I kind of know his, like, his struggles initially, just seeing, but people were really nice, that's not like people were bad, but just inherently so different. So yeah. It's, it's, I think people are also like, hopefully now as a country getting like, more sensitive to not even like, not even like macroaggressions or like this, this, I don't know, I'm not explaining myself well, but I think people are getting the gist of like, it's weird to ask like, oh, where are you from? Or like, what are you? Or like make assumptions or make stereotypes. Like I think hopefully like America is working on that. So I'd like to think that it's like, you know, I don't know, more friendly than it was even again, like five years ago or something. More friendly than anything. I feel See, 
because the U.S. has always been like the top people, and you know, all of us, all the entire subcontinent, in general, India in general, have always yeah. like Indian people in general have always looked at the U.S. to be like the final goal. Where the reason why I'm yeah. leaving them is like U.S. is the land of opportunities. The way it's marketed itself, it's brilliant actually. To be honest, and yeah. as someone who does business, it's really good marketing. But also, what I found really interesting, especially about the way we look at the states, is we like the idealistic version of it, especially the people. But when we when we look at when we go there and when we understand how like everything, Gracie. Another thing is, everything I know is going to be challenged, even in Canada. Even how diverse Canada, is. every mm-hmm. particular culturally, ethnically, ethnically maybe a little less, but culturally I'll be different. My own. Uh, opinions on things will have changed. There's something okay. crazy. I found out like two weeks back. There's something called gender pronouns. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I found one, and so I unknowingly oh I got. God. Wait, they don't. They don't have that in so, India. It's not like they don't have it. Like it's there, but because Indian yeah. culture, we don't. Like it's only like three years back that you know uh, Section three seventy seven was the one where because the British rule, yeah. if you might have heard about it, it's where it decriminalizes homosexuality. Yeah, like you I can actually be jailed. That. You can be jailed for like almost ten years. And yeah. it, like only twenty eighteen nine nineteen that got reversed. It was a bill passed by the British in eighteen sixties. Mm-hmm. So another thing what I found in general is when I was just thinking about especially regarding my culture, regarding the way anxious, and I spoke I speak to my brother quite a bit. And one thing is, Indians in general, we are fearful of change. And every human race, and every all humans are scared of change. But Indians oh, in general, yeah. because of how strong our culture is and how we view our culture, that's where me being born in Dubai was really like this weird perspective I got, where I, I have a perspective of living inside as well as outside India. So predominantly, I lived outside. So the people in the Middle East, the Indians especially, they call the NRIs, so pretty much just one step away from you guys, just without the U.S. green visa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just without the green visa, but they, yeah. they, they kind of consider us the same way. And you just understand how different culturally, even being from the same country, but environment Dubai was in. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm really just generally excited for and hopefully I get to Canada as well because of the COVID pandemic and everything. But... I think another thing that I do want to get back to you, especially because we have... Oh, uh, yeah. I did want to ask you a quick yeah. question. Yes. Do you think that when you move to Canada, like, do you think there's a way to kind of keep your, like, values and culture as an Indian person, but also, like, be open and new to all of these, like, kind of new, con- you know, like, new concepts? Like, do you see those kind of holding those two in duality? It's going to be difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be extremely difficult. But yeah. with me, the type of person that I was, Gracie, is being born outside of India really helps that case. Where I know what it is. So even though UAE was partially Indian, we know that. It was like 20-30%, quite a lot of Indians there. And I was born, up, born brought up. It's still a different country. And it was an Islamic country. So I learned a lot about Islam that way. Because you have to follow its rules, a lot of mm-hmm. it. A lot. You have to keep that in mind as well. So I've always lived predominantly of my life outside India. So that perspective of learning something new has always been there in me since I was born. It was just, it just happened yeah. to be there. Yeah. But of course, the going to Canada is going to be a completely different ballgame. And I like change in the sense that I like a kick up my ass a lot. Like in the sense, <laughs> it's about accepting new things. Like me, yeah. me speaking to a stand-up comic in New York. 
what the fuck is this, right? So that's what, <laughs> especially during the pandemic, what I found out was the world is really small. Especially social media has made it even yeah. smaller. The world is culturally yeah. very different, but social media just unites all of us. And that's when I realized, and it, it, it it's mad that we, a year, like a few months back, I was just scrambling for guests. And now I'm like, I'm trying to get these guests, but I'm not able to fit these timings. So I'm like, this person has this timing, this person has this timing. So it's mm-hmm. this weird shift where opportunities are there. Yeah. Maybe opportunities are there, and especially social media has made it easier for my generation in general. And I do maybe consider you my generation. I don't know about that. That's up to you. How old <laughs> are you? Are I'm you... 19. I'm 19. Oh, no, we're not. No, I'm we're not 30. different generations. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Okay. So, um... But you know what? It's okay. If it makes you feel better, if it makes you feel better. Oh, I feel fine. Don't worry. Yeah. I, don't I know. And you're not insecure, clearly. <laughs> you've, you've spoken about your IUDs and all, so I think you're good about it. <laughs> you know my material. Oh, uh, I know your material very well. There's, um, there's something called... It would, shock, it would shock a lot of aunties. So. It would no, but you're no, not joking. No, it wouldn't leave shocking. It's so informative. It informed me, a 19 year old. What is the term? Heterosexual male, yeah. as it's as yeah. I'm as I'm called. You know. Oh, you're also a cis. A cis male. What the fuck does that mean? Cis gender. Cis gender. C I S means that you're just not transsexual yes means that you're and trust me it's not just people that are not in this culture no 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 i struggle i struggle to keep up with things every day and the thing that you'll learn when you move here and like when you're around all of this kind of like super progressive Mm. you know societal stuff is that you're gonna mess up like i mess up all the time i say stupid things all the time and luckily i have much smarter more socially aware friends to be like hey yeah. you can't say that and i'm like thank you so much i'm gonna <laughs> but also, yeah sorry but also you use that in your stand up and i think that's why comedy really has a beautiful way of kind of interluding that and i feel comedy is a lot like being a scientist as well and i'll tell you how and i thought about this yesterday comedy is all about trial and error right Mm-hmm. It's all about going. Uh, your open mics are like a, a person's first or second tr- trials in in a scientific experiment. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. This is yummy. And I'm with what you. I, yeah, what I find really interesting is most scientists they want their acknowledgement from their own community and not from others. They couldn't give a fuck what the people talking about. But if their own community, if their own scientific community doesn't acknowledge what they say, and they are the most, and if you if you see the most cynical critics are comics themselves mm-hmm. and you see them more than ever so i think that's where the beauty beautiful thing about it is i've always considered comedy to be one of the most difficult uh, professions maybe as human nature going because inherently we were not something as didn't want where if you were going and you if you were going to stand in front of people that means you've done something against the tribe particularly so Ooh, and I, lo- I always make comparisons with the yes. tribe it's yes. so funny it all comes back to the tribe it, it's Very truly is because yeah. if you see, it's not about you could be the most or the least confident. There's sense of fear that comes in every one of us when we're in yeah. front of a large girl because we were not supposed to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, I get really nervous when I do public speaking. Like I am fine going on stage, but like when I had a corporate job and I had to go up and like present to thirty people, I would I was like actually notorious in my office for being like the worst presenter 
So, and I know a lot of other comics that are like that where they're like really bad presenters and awkwardly, like socially awkward. But um, there's just something about like being on stage and telling and talking about yourself and talking to people so intimately, like for 10 minutes, they're your friends. That just kind of takes all that fear away, I think. And I think that, that is a really interesting that, that you mentioned that. And also, could you talk about more about the fact that the yeah. transition from your corporate job to your maybe doing stand-up in New York, which is quite insane. And there are a few more things that you spoke about Mangoway, which I don't know if you will mention that or not, but because that, that, that podcast is wild. <laughs> and I mean, that... Yeah. So could you talk about how you transitioned from... Yeah disappointing all the aunties again no um i so i'm still very gracie much gracie like, gracie one thing one thing yeah yes, your please. mom is the biggest disappointment to aunties <laughs> wait well, oh because she's so she's rejected. i mean i mean yeah i'm just saying you're just doing much better than her that's what that's yeah all i do i yeah. really do want to like rebuild as much of like my Indian roots or my Indian connections as I can without it feeling inauthentic. Yeah. So there you go, mom. But the tr- corporate <laughs> We love you, mom. We love you, mommy. Love you. So the corporate transition, that, I mean, it's something that I'm still very much undergoing. Like now I'm just doing design and illustration freelance. It's very uncertain it can be very scary but I know that I'm working towards a goal that I have systems in place to like ensure that I will get some kind of work within the next year and like you know so so basically I left the job actually a year ago a year ago yesterday I left my corporate job so it was a very and wait that, what <laughs> That's what you'll learn about a lot of comedians that you see, like when you follow people like my level or around my level, um, is that we still, like, we're not doing comedy full time. Like, we want to present like we're doing comedy full time, but But we are doing like freelance, we're doing dog walking, we're doing bartending, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a very long transition. And when people come in, when open micers come in and they're like, Mm -hmm. how can I do this full time in three years? And it's like... (laughs) buddy like yeah. buckle up it's gonna be a long ride laughs and laughs and being broke <laughs> yeah but, seriously yeah. Yeah. sorry what were you saying no 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 no. i was just trying to make a stupid joke and that's it oh that's yeah. those are my favorite um but it takes you know luckily because luckily i don't want to say because of covid because it's been horrible oh yeah just give me one yeah. minute and i'll just go of course yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh, familial interruption. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm used to <laughs> being an Indian yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm like, like I have a few people in my house, but I, I don't like them. And <laughs> <laughs> do they know that? Did you tell them that? Mm. Uh, Gracie, I'm leaving in one month to Canada, so I'd, I'd rather keep somewhat good relations with my parents, right? So I think that's important. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know what? The most. Yeah, I think. Are you like close with your parents? decent yeah I'm, yeah I'm, well I'm, we could we look we could have a whole other <laughs> podcast conversation about about relationships with parents 
Um, but we're talking about corporate stuff. Do yes. you want to go back to that or yeah. switch to something Cause, else? Because that's one aspect that I didn't see you talk about, or I haven't seen you talk about too oh, much, yeah. especially with with Pranav and uh, Summer. And I've re- and I've kind of stalked you a bit, but I think I sh- we should stop using the word stalked because like it's not no, nice. That's fine. Yeah. No, I I say that all the time, and it's yeah. like, what else are you gonna say? Like lurked, like. Research is a better word, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. I've researched you on social. That's great. But um, so I worked as a corporate designer, um, for like like Urban Outfitters, West Elm, basically like pot, like all these big home stores, kind of like Target, and um, for like six, seven years, and then I started stand up like three years into that career. So really, it's been it was five years of doing both things before I could quit my full time. And even now I'm not making money and like just getting by on freelance stuff. Um, Again, like I have a plan. I'm doing more like writing and screenwriting and stuff these days, which is like where the money is. Um, But I think it just takes like for anyone who wants to get into this crazy life, it's like, you know, it's, it takes like grit and tenacity and patience and you know, like, and there's no guarantees. It's kind of scary, but there that's the price to like, I think living authentically. It's a bit like a lottery, right? It's a bit like what, yeah, it's a lottery. Like, uh, like, you know, it's like 99% odds you're going to fail. It's like a bad investment <laughs> that you know. Well, there are some <laughs> things you can do to control it. Yes. I you think can, that's the best you yeah. can work really hard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, like there are people who will come up yeah. to me and they're like, I'm really trying to get a writing job. And I'm like, okay, do you have like your packet, like your sample mm. packet? And they're, and like, they're no. like, no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, you gotta like show people you can write dog. Um, so it's like, okay, you can do the work, right? That's the most important thing in any field of any industry is do the work. Second thing is don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Like, like be a nice person that people want to be around, be authentic. Um, and then third, you know, just like take as many opportunities as possible, like without burning yourself out. Right. Like it's, it's weird. Like I've gotten auditions from like crappy bar shows before and stuff. So it's a really weird. You I don't never know. I don't you, know you, you, yeah. So I think the best thing yeah. to stand up is you, instead of taking it, you create your own opportunity. And it's a bit yeah. like, it's a bit like pro wrestling. So I'm, I'm sta- I've started to get into pro wrestling in the last six to eight months. I used to like it when I was like eight. And then I'm like, yeah. oh shit, actually not that bad. And for 10 years, yeah. for I really crappy content, then like AEW is another wrestling community. And it's that, it's that, the thing with pro wrestling is your body's on the line. So that aspect yeah. of it, it's a, it's a lot like freelancing work. You're trying to get bookings, as they say, you know, same thing. Same yeah, way. you're, you're uh, you, hunting yeah. for your own. Yes, yes. And so it's all about it. living that life. But the only drawback is you're not like being stand up. You're not like physically fucking hurting yourself. Yeah. You know I mean? Like operations over there. You're physically busting your ass every single day. Yeah. Sometimes in front of two people, three people, four people. Your back yeah. is getting you fucked. Your shoulders fucked. And I think another thing is to get like a professional, like a wrestler, maybe at in the indie level. So I think that's. Yeah. But I think that's why coming back to another thing but it's is that thing yeah. of like just chasing yes. that dream and like it. How does this real? But it it almost feels like not a choice. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. You know, you're like, I have to, I can't, I can't do something else. I have to do this. Yeah, it's very, very, very true. You were and, saying you're gonna, you're gonna ask yes. something. Yeah. So another thing that I know that you gotta try, you gotta. Um, I think you'll be impressed by this is uh, because you know I'm such an attention mm-hmm. whore. <laughs> um, <laughs> is <laughs> relatable. So is you got a you got a writing credit from the BBC show Catastrophe. And did you get a writing credit, or you oh, wrote? You wrote no. it. Or what? No, was no, it? no. So, no. I wish. So, my sister and I wrote a spec script. Yes. Which is a spec script is basically like if you're trying to get hired. People don't do oh. so much anymore. But if you want to get hired, you basically write an episode of an existing mm. show, and that's to show that you can watch a show and then capture the voice and the yeah. story. Like you're like, look, I can do this. Mm. So we wrote a spec script for this like competition and then submitted it and it got into some festivals. But want to clarify, I would have loved to work for that show, but oh, it, it's we weren't amazing. And like that's one show. of the best bbc shows it's but it's so good so funny. Like, it's, just it's like, so funny and it has so much heart mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. their chemistry it's it's i want to like rewatch it right now yeah of course so it's, good. Yeah, and i think it's like really yeah. and what i found really interesting was the like when you look at the backstory of the actor that was the main actor i'm forgetting his name the the guy who plays um shit rob delaney rob, rob delaney yeah his real life, how, yeah. how he lost his kid during the season three that they were shooting. Yeah. And so that story, when you look at yeah. the context and, and the fact that he's doing something which is like, the if you juxtapose it towards like, it, there's such a loss. Yeah. And then he has having to be like, having kids and happy. raising kids. Yeah. And then he lost one. And I think that's where. I can't imagine. I, I, can't, I can't even begin to imagine. Yeah. But I think that's where yeah. I found really interesting was. With you, you always like to do things unconventional, and you always took the, took, you didn't you you didn't always like to take the normal particular route or the ideal route that one might take. You always wanted to do different, and that's something that I see in your stand-up comedy as well. Because there are so many self-deprecating stand-up comics there are. Like there are a bunch of people who do like self-deprecating humor. <laughs> but especially with you, is you you do the self-deprecating humor, but you also like it's almost kind of wholesome where it's almost therapeutic at that point because I'm like holy shit <laughs> I relate <laughs> yeah. well I I think I have this thing I'm like cripplingly self-aware and like I my whole thing is I never want to pretend or act like I know anything because I don't know anything so I think both on stage and off stage anything I say always has like an undercurrent of apology it's like I don't know about this but I'm just gonna say it and I'm sorry and I think people do relate to it because they're like oh that's secretly how like in a in a time where everyone has to be so certain about everything and everyone has to have an opinion and everyone has to be right it's so refreshing to be like oh I actually don't know so very 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 true and also i think i can say this from the states or from the progressive point stop apologizing fucking hell how many <laughs> fucking apologize i literally came, last night i was hanging out with friends i was hanging out with like old college friends 
And I'm like, oh my God, these guys have known me for 10 years. I forgot how well they know me. And we were hanging out and I was like, oh, sorry, does anyone want to sit in this chair? Oh, just give me a little bit of champagne, blah, blah, blah. And one of my friends, actually my ex, who I'm like friendly with, he was like, hey, you're a person, sit in the chair like have a glass of champagne he was like but he kept saying he's like you're a person and it's like oh right like but I think that is inherently something that everyone has but also every comic is like I'm sorry for existing and that's why we're comics you know I think it's like we felt so much time feeling small in life that when we go on stage we're like I feel big now (laughs) and I think that's where so like I, I kind of so my first introduction of stand-up comedy in my life was Russell Peters. Like Russell mm, Peters was super funny. like epitome of what an Indian comic. Yeah. Is. But it's weird. Like we consider him ourselves. But it's this weird colonialistic attitude that we have. But we're like you know people like if you've seen most successful people who we consider our own, they, <laughs> Russell mm-hmm. Peters, <laughs> Dave Patel, <laughs> Lily Singh, mm-hmm. Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. They're all either fucking American or Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And like I wonder is do you think it's it, it can't be because like it's obviously not because there aren't funny no, no, no. Indian people. It's, it's because there's not the the infrastructure, there's not the platform. It's not about And I that's think, why yeah. it's cool mm-hmm. and, and sorry, about sorry, like sorry. TikTok and stuff. And I think that's where, especially in the last three yeah. years, four years, where Amazon, we having, we had our own first Indian Netflix originals called Sacred Games. Amazon Prime has come yeah. to India and it's done a lot. So that platform that you're saying, it's been built, it's being built yeah. in the last yeah. years. Stand-up comedy, 10 years back, was non-existent in India. In the last yeah. five years, it's one of the most growing things in the world. That's awesome. That is that's insane so cool. to me. Like, especially, like, I remember, I, like, people, like, there are people... The thing is, I feel old being 19 and like talking yeah, to 14 yeah. and 15 year olds. You're like, huh? <laughs> We're the no, same generation. You're... Hey, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're you're gonna you're gonna yeah. go through your 20s mm-hmm. and then at like 27 and 28, mm-hmm. you're gonna joke about being old yeah. and then you're gonna hit 30 and be yeah. like, I'm young again. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a weird. It's yeah, a it weird is. Cycle. It's a weird second. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think I'm. I also think too that like the western you know people in the west like for some reason has established we've established ourselves as like the pinnacle of comedy you know like british and and um more you know leave british leave british comedy is good but what's more mainstream is the american comics yeah but i'd like to see like a shift in that and be like well what about like Mm. humor in different mm. cultures and why yes. are we looking at yes. american culture as like the goal and the only like there's so many types of humor like the internet is filled with just the weirdest corners of humor and something that i've also started seeing too is like they're doing uh they have like now like stand-up uh, competitions in china and that's so cool to see given like given that it's china and given like their government structure and the but like it's really cool to see this coming up in different it is interesting cultures it is interesting and i think especially like i love stand-up comedy in hindi and i don't know if you understand hindi or not like truly it's like if you understand yeah I'll just yeah. I'll, I'll off 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 the recording. I'll teach you how to swear in Hindi, so you can like you can actually like tell your brown comics like yo, I know this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> and I think 
that's where um, I come to the last stage where I did. I mean, you did ask me a question, but uh, I I do this in my with my entire guest uh, is I let the other person ask me something. Like you'd already asked me something. I've never actually mm. had someone ask me in between the conversation. But <laughs> is, is there anything, like, especially with our conversations in general? Um, is like especially like I kind of like like to see ki, what the what the guest can kind of like has gauge from me and mm-hmm. from this. So what is something that maybe with our whatever how many ever how many how many ever minutes our conversation was what is something that you are yeah, just curious yeah. to know about me about like an Indian person reaching out to you and yeah um well I'm trying to think I kind of asked you how you are you know are you nervous about juggling like your culture with like a lot of you know, Western societal norms and stuff. But I guess my question, we'll start with like a simple one. Like, do you see yourself kind of like going back to India after your schooling and work? Or do you kind of see yourself like settling and you're like, I'm really excited for like a new life. This is generally a conversation I have with my mom and dad every single day. Oh, yeah. And and don't leave the mom and dad. My mom and dad were fine. My it's, it's my extended family that more uh, are more because they're more yeah. emotionally attached with India, and I have an example right in front of me. That's my elder brother. You know, he yeah. he went there when he was seventeen, eighteen. He, he did mechanical engineering from Virginia Tech. He got a job there during the Trump during the Trump era for an for an for an NRI was like two dollars. Yeah, and yeah. he's been working for this company in Lieber and yeah, he's just like he's just gonna buy one house over there. It's in Virginia. And yeah. he just he's got you know, he's, he bought a house there, like he's on mortgage obviously. And yeah. that's another thing I don't understand, like a lot of shit in the States you don't understand. You're like, Okay, I'll try Do to Do they not buy in like, so in, in India? I think in India it's uh, the mortgage system is becoming a lot more common, but it's a bit different here. Um, yeah. I don't really know because I mean I'm a kid, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but uh, I can't say that anymore because I'm not, and I think that hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but more than ever, I don't fear that I can't come back. And another thing that I was going to come back to is when I used to be in Dubai, India was, and I used to, we used to come to, into India during the summer break, usually for banking. So that's why I have like this innate love-hate relationship with banking. So, so when we used to come back to India. I used to have such different worlds of where I was living and what my actual country is. And so that negative connotation of India already started beginning in UAE. Mm-hmm. So we're like going yeah. to India was like, you know, life is over, you're this and that, you're leaving your home, which was yeah. UAE, which technically it's not. It's not even close to my country was my country till now is always India. So yeah. One second. Yeah, it's yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Nothing. And I think we'll. Uh, I think the best way to <laughs> end it over here is I really don't mm-hmm. know. And I think Gracie, and that's as you said, like there's there's this kind of 
beauty in not knowing things and I've, i have a real life example of how Anshi's bought a house there my elder brother i've not mentioned his name but i know what i need to look forward to and canada is going to be a lot different from the states yet it's so similar you know <laughs> that's the rivalry between canada and us is like pretty much the same but you know it's all right <laughs> well i'm excited for you thank you so much i'll be... definitely be in contact and i think another yeah. thing i'd like to do is right before we end is is there someone particularly in the community that you would like me to get Oh, um, I'm entering a completely different world that I have no idea into, and I and trust me, Gracie, I'll be. I'll trust. Up, yeah. Have you tried hitting up Usama and Pranav? I have. I, I I know. I've been speaking to Pranav, and I message and I message him, but yeah, uh, he hasn't replied yet because he can. Know, he, not, a lot yeah. of it, it's it's hard to get a lot yeah. of to pin a lot of comics mm-hmm. down because mm-hmm. it's like it gets a lot, yeah. Well, he's just like doing so much stuff, yeah. and schedules are regular, and like yeah. you're juggling so much all the time. And he's working, um, right? And I forget, Pranav's not doing stand-up comedy only; he's working somewhere else. So, and I think yeah, he, we all again, we yeah, all are like exactly. That's he works full time. Like we're all doing. Um, you know, if I think of anyone, I'll just DM you. I sure. can't like think of anyone. But, Can it be yeah. people that are like non-Indian or no, completely, like, completely? I mean, you're technically non-Indian, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm like half huh? only in. So, blood. is your dad? Um, I, I, okay, before we end, is your so your mom's 100% British, and your dad is just American. He's like white American. and American. Yeah, so I'm actually gonna try to get my British passport in the next like, few, you know, okay. have that dual citizenship. Yes, so that dual citizenship. But um, your yeah, your every so, your every colonialist wet dream. Let's just say that. I <laughs> I do feel as confused yeah. as I am. I do feel very um, lucky in a way, yeah. mm-hmm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take that confusion and, sure. and all right, you know, that- be be grateful for it. All right, Gracie, thank you so much for coming on. I'll send you this yeah, recording. Just send course. me your just send me your Gmail. Uh, yeah, my, absolutely. We'll YouTube. be in touch and good luck with everything. Thank you, you too, you too. Thank you so much for Bye. coming on. Bye. Let me just stop recording and. Oh.